1: America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of VR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz.
2: Good morning, everybody. I have a little bit of a cold today, so I'm a little bit raspy, but I have a very energetic guest that's going to help me move this around. And that's Mauer. Mauer Power at Mauer Power on Twitter. Welcome, (laughs) Corrin. How are you? I'm... Well, again, yesterday in the afternoon, I could tell you exactly what time. It was 4.15 p.m. All of a sudden, like, I felt the first throat hurt tick. You know when you, like, sit there and you know and you swallow and all of a sudden it hurts, and then you're like, oh, my God, I'm getting sick. 4.15 p.m. yesterday.
3: That's (laughs) when you want to really, like, just start downing everything you can.
2: (laughs) I mean, well, I didn't yet, but I I did have a lot of sleep, but I'm just a little raspy, But... I think that this is just the kind of cold that everybody has to get every once in a while to clean the system as they say. I'm not looking like a pig or anything, so I don't think it's swine flu.
3: Oh, I know that you would never look like a pig, for
2: goodness sake. Well, with swine flu, I could definitely, you know, everybody kind of looks pig-like. That's one of the symptoms. (laughs) (laughs) Corinne, I'm really happy to have you. Just to let all of my guests know, all of my listeners know, um, that Corinne is a good old-fashioned stunt girl and you see them in movies all the time. You see them in television shows all the time. You see them, you know, on live performances all the time. They could be anything from a stunt double for Nicole Kidman or participating in a lot of the action series that take place on exactly. the TV and movies that we see all over the place today. So, how did you get into this, Corn?
3: Uh, well, I was attempting to go finish my college degree, but I ended up. Uh hanging around a lot of athletic friends, and as I have always been, I've been a tomboy, so I auditioned for a live show up at Universal Studios, and I got that, and then I declined to go to college and started doing that, so really it started with the live shows up at Universal Studios. And, and you just I kind of saw a casting people. call, I
2: mean, is that it? It was, it was something in the newspaper, or here it you know from what a I was, friend? It was
3: cocktail waitressing up on the hill, Universal Studios had a, a the restaurant Station. there, and I was cocktailing, and somebody said, you'd be great as As uh, Red Sonia for the Conan show, so...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect, because you always wonder where those people come from, and they're always so good, you know? And they have auditions just like everything else,
3: right? Yeah. And how long
2: were you Sonia in the Conan show at Universal?
3: Yeah, I I swung swords and wore a bikini. How bad could that be?
2: (laughs) How bad could that be? And you filled up, and you filled up the arena, because we know that they just let people in over and over again for the two shows a day.
3: Yeah, well, during that time, I mean, it was big Conan phase, you know, with Arnold Schwarzenegger and that whole thing. So, you know, and then you see all these good-looking guys and also loincloths. Why wouldn't you want to go
2: watch the no, show? No, like, right? it sounds like a lot of fun, and um, <laughs> where better for, you know, a good-looking girl to be in show business, but, you know, on a stage with a lot of Conan types and with loincloths. Oh, yeah, yeah right, I, don't I know. Like I, I think that's really great. Then you decided, hey, I really want to do this, and what was your next step yeah. after you... Started doing that, I guess you began to meet people in the business that said, "Hey, you know, I have a gig for you. Maybe you want to do this action scene in a movie." I mean, was it that classic? Well, you know
3: what? The the hardest thing about stunts is that we don't have an agent, so our business is through ourselves. So we have to start networking and meeting people, and that's what I started doing. I just started going to hang out with people that were in the business, and then you start to get to know the stunt coordinator. And then at that point, yeah, it's like, hey, we can use you for something, you know? So really our business is about networking and talking to people and and being in the right circle. Well, let me ask you a
2: question. Why, I mean, stunt business to me, growing up in show business, seems like it's any kind of, you know, gig. It's a character gig. So why isn't there, why aren't there any agents in the business? You know, just like there are sports agents or, you know, there are acting agents and book-writing agents. Why wouldn't there be any agents in the stunt business?
3: What happens is it's not that the agent can... Let's see, how do I say it? The stunt coordinator is the one that is doing the hiring. So they... they, it's... You're the one that they want to double somebody. So they, it's all in their hands. You have to do the right job. So as far as an agent, it's not like they can just throw somebody in their hands that they don't know. I mean, that's a really good question. We don't, we, if I had an agent, it'd be really nice. But uh, it just ends up being the stunt is running the show. And he's the one that's going to be doing the hiring. And he wants to hire the person he knows that can do the job the right way and not get hurt.
2: Right, right. Well, that oh. makes a lot of sense. Agent might push somebody that might look the role, but, you know, the stunt coordinator doesn't know that this person can really work well with their crew, and exactly. they want to understand that, they, that their risk of danger and liability is really lower than if they worked with an unknown. So that makes a lot of sense. I, yeah. know, it's a good answer to the question. Yeah, Very I mean, good we, we
3: have uh, answering services, so they don't have to keep searching. Like, if they don't even know who I am, and they... They kind of know my first name. All they have to do is search three, or we we have four phone services now, and they just call that and look for you, which which is all we really have is just a phone service.
4: I have to to say that you
2: certainly gave me a window to how well you networked from our little tiny colloquial neighborhood because we had yogurt, you know, somewhere in, you know, the Thousand Oaks area. And the first time we had yogurt together, like, you It was like a mini Hollywood. I mean, you knew everybody. Like, first, you're like, hi to the stunt coordinator for CSI. I mean, and, you know, it's like... You know, he was just randomly there when we were meeting at the yoga joint. Right. And then, you know, and then somebody comes out of a car and you're like, Oh, you're you're rehearsing for Dancing with the Stars and you know, it's just like big martial arts stunt guy, right?
3: Yeah, Mark DiCostco's he's on Dancing with the Stars. I didn't even know he lived in the area. That's what was so funny and I bumped into him after like, I don't know, fifteen
2: years. I mean it it was just like really strange. So it was almost like Josen Froger became stunt central. For the yeah. moment, and you didn't need an agent because all you had to do is just say hello to these people, and if they knew of anything, I'm sure they would say, hey, you got to call blah, 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 because I might there might be a role for you in this.
3: That's pretty much how it
2: works. Yeah, yeah no, well, I, I got to see a little piece of it, and you're living in the right neighborhood, I suppose. <laughs> but I um, also have... It's like
3: the neighborhood that you never think you'd see a ton of people, but... Yeah, just anywhere, I just... Just have to yeah, everybody
2: too, you know me. I, well, yeah, you do. You could probably if you went to um if we went on the west side, you know, I would be scared at how many people you might run into if we went to Koi. <laughs> that, that you know, horribly expensive sushi place where it's like $50 for a small grain of caviar. You're so funny, <laughs> but it's very true. But okay, so now you talked about the phone number services that you have and you also have a website. So Why don't you just talk about the website, and I promise the rest of the show we'll be talking about you, but it's very interesting in the way that you handle the marketing. There's a website of about, you know, a handful, well, you know, more than a handful of, you know, several stunt people, okay, stunt women, and you're a part of that, and it kind of gives you sort of a collective association so people can find you in one place, right? Right. And the website is?
3: The website is uh, V10, like V and Victor, and the number 10, stunts.com. And if you go to the website, we have 17 uh, different-looking, sized women that are in the business, and this group is probably one of the exceptional groups in the business. There's different groups also, but as far as when we formed this group, we wanted women that were not the same, different sizes and shapes, so that when a coordinator goes to the website or anybody that's looking for a certain woman to double has an, uh, has options, you know.
2: Right, so it's v10.com?
3: B- v10stunts, S-T-U-N-T-S,
2: .com. v10stunts.com. V10 and, yeah. you know, if you go into that website, please look for Corn Maurer because she's there in all of her beauty and glory and has <laughs> some great videos of some action scenes that she's endured Um, you know, from being locked in a tank of water and with the glass shattering and corn rolling out of it flawlessly. Well, the
3: ending didn't come out flawless, but, yeah, it came out flawless.
2: I mean, well, you know, as far as you just kind of went with it, you know, you kept in your little ball. Yes. And um, you knew that if you stayed in your little ball like a little tumbler that your damage would be minimal.
3: Yeah, well you always hope the damage will be minimal. You never know what the outcome will be though.
2: Oh, uh, I guess it look kind of scary and like you're in explosions and and of course there's some um, there's some video of you in your wrestling days which we know you're not doing anymore, but let's talk about that. Just for a little bit just so the listeners can, you know, have a history. You worked okay. with, um with WWF for a while.
3: I did. I uh my character which was Muffy
2: Muffy, yeah, uh, <laughs> couldn't get any better, Corn. No, Muffy,
3: no, I know. It's like when I heard that was name they gave me, I was like, okay, yeah, it was Muffy. The uh, I was an irritating aerobic instructor, so I was Stephanie McMahon's um, personal trainer, basically. So I would go out and and in between the wrestling shows, I would go out and irritate the crowd and tell them how fat and ugly and lazy they were. So I uh, I was a heel and I got lots of food thrown at me and drinks thrown at me. So it was it was
2: a good experience. And well, now I, I understand and my my listeners will understand when they go into V ten stunt they're gonna see this and you know, without knowing the character we didn't know I didn't know why like you came onto the stage at the award show. I think it was an award show. Right? It, Am I right? It was
3: actually you know why I came down the stage of a actual WWE uh uh E wrestling events, so there's thousands of people in this auditorium. Okay, okay, right, okay, right. okay. so
2: then you're in yeah. character, because you're going, you know, you're in your obnoxious screeching voice, right? Yeah. Because that was your character. Mm-hmm, yeah. All right? See, I didn't know. I thought that that was just, you know, corn being corn, you oh. know, at a live...
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I didn't
2: know your character. I didn't know that you were the obnoxious aerobics instructor. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Now well, it I makes sense. You know
3: me in class, of course.
2: And now I understand why, when we kickbox together, you, you sometimes act in your character.
3: Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, of course. I, can, I mean, I and it's, it's really,
2: you know, it's very, very motivating, actually, because I don't find it irritating. I find it motivating. So I just want to let you oh, know that.
3: Thank <laughs> you. Well, I hope I don't irritate anybody, because it's the only way that gets me going. But yeah, that was my character. You know, I brought a lie for you.
2: Oh, what? It's 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 a pleasure. What a you know that's it's it's a pleasure. You know, I always wanted to have an obnoxious aerobic instructor right next to me while I was kickboxing. So oh,
3: I'm <laughs> so glad I could fill that for you. Thank you, you but, Cindy.
2: you know what? We're we have two minutes to the end of this segment, and then we have another three segments, and we have lots of things to talk about. Okay. As we move into the next segments I want you to think about some of the most fun action scenes that you've done, so you can okay. share it with the listeners. I want you to think about some weird things that have happened to you, and you don't have to mention names, because we don't insult anybody professionally, but we know that weird things happen in all areas of show business, um, okay. and, you know, and talk to you a little bit about your perceptions of Hollywood, because you really are in the business. And, you know, because you're in your business, I'm sure you have some interesting perspectives on other people in television and other people in showbiz, how the business is at large. So, you know, get ready for a fund-filled next three-segment with at Mauer Power, who you can find on Twitter. And she's a great tweeter. And you should definitely follow her. And she'll give you trials and tribulations that's going on in her life. And also check out her website, which is, um, again, I'm, I want you to say it, Corinne, because I okay. might have that. Go ahead.
3: Okay, it's V10, the number 10, and stunts, S-T-U-N-T-S dot com.
2: Okay, well, go look at that. Let's stand by. Have a great commercial break. Go get some coffee, and we'll be right back.
5: News. Opinion. Can you hear me? Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. It's sex education like you've never heard before. Want to improve your love life? You know, that love life. Join sexual wellness expert and certified erotic educator Jaya for Sex with Jaya. She'll bring you cutting-edge techniques to expand your erotic repertoire. Jaya will offer advice and speak with guests who will shed light on everything to do with sex. You can even listen together with that special someone. Sex with Jaya is broadcast live every Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice
7: America Variety Channel. Is there truly a lesson in every situation? Can you learn from another person's experiences or are lessons learned when they only happen to you? Dave Pelzer, number one national and number one international best-selling author, challenges listeners to stand tall, to be accountable no matter what the setbacks, and to recommit to enhancing their lives as well as assisting others around them. Listen to The Dave Pelzer Show every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Radio Network. Accumulating talk gets those synapses
5: in your brain inspired really fast. All the time, the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com
1: Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz.
2: We're back with Stuntmaster, and I'm really pleased to have A. Mauer Power on the show, and you can find her on Twitter. And you could look at her website, which is www.v10stunts.com, or find her on that website where you'll find 17 lovely stunt mistresses of all shapes and sizes. And, um, you know, Corinne, I want to ask you, you know, people think that sometimes show business is fun. And I would imagine in the stunt area... It's probably, you know, there are a lot more fun times than not fun times, but I also would imagine that there's a lot of pressure and intensity in getting the stunt right in the context of a scene, right?
3: Absolutely. That's probably the hardest part about our job is you get hired to do a specific job for the stunt co- coordinator and you don't want to mess up. So it is extremely important you do it right and walk away without getting hurt and making sure that when they do get the shot that they're happy with it. I mean, that is probably the hardest thing about our job, you know, walking yeah, away.
2: I no, I'm, I'm hurt certain. And, and plus, you have happy. to look out for the other actors, too. I mean, you have a lot of responsibility.
3: Yeah, when you're doubling an actress, you want to make her look really good. I mean, Physically and also by the stunt that you're going to do. If you're rolling out of a car or doing a car crash or something, essentially it's really her in the car. I'm just doing the job to make her look good, and that's important.
2: No, it is, and you have to really kind of learn a little bit how they move and, you know, their facial expressions to a degree, even though they kind of do a lot to, you know, keep the face sort of foggy. Um, Right. You know, you have to really do your best, and then you have to keep the other people in the cast safe that's your responsibility too you have to support your stunt coordinator who on the most part wants a good shot but he safety's first and again people don't realize how complicated that can be
3: yeah yeah you know? it's just it's it's like a lot of pressure but it, like you said it's you want to make sure that you're looking like the person even though they're not going to see our face i mean there might be a quick shot but it, it doesn't be a, an advantage to look like the person but yeah it's uh, it's Not all glamorous, I should say.
4: (laughs) No, no, no. I don't think it's glamorous.
2: I think that, you know, it's a lot of work, and you get called back when people, when you work with a stunt coordinator who is comfortable with the way that you guys work together, just like a director is comfortable with a certain, you know, character in a movie. I mean, you want to work with the same people that are going to deliver really ideal results on a budget because of the stunt messed up, that costs more money for production, and there's a lot of pressure on the stunt coordinator to keep the production costs low. You've been doing your research. You're good, Cindy. Absolutely. That's, that's like... Well, no, you know, actually, I, I have to tell you, no, it's just, uh, it's, it's just common, it's from my experience in show business. It's not, right. I, I don't know the stunt arena very, very well, but because I've been in show business for a long time... Um, you know, everybody's about budgets. I mean, you know, nobody understands that. There's all of this. There's, there's always this like headache about bringing some, a scene in on a budget, and yeah. e- everybody's affected by that. Yeah, no, it's not pleasant. I mean, the actors are, you know, the stylists are. I mean, it's you know, it's this whole big thing of like budget concern, and particularly in this economy, it's gotten worse. Have you noticed that the faces on the actors are more tense, even if they're not playing a tense? Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's true, and it's like with this budget, it's sometimes we're not even working right now. It's so quiet, you know.
2: Well, I know. Well, we talked a little bit about runaway production and, you know, the fact that, you know, many, many, many a production has moved out of the Los Angeles area um, to save money. And you can find them going to places like, you know, New Mexico or even the Czech Republic, which, Mm -hmm. you know, because they offer all kinds of incentives for movie companies to come in you know film on their land, yeah. and you know what that what but what does that do for a California performer or actor like you it It affects the amount of work that's available in the local pie, and that makes things very very hard and then of course, you know if there's plenty of production in Canada, but they're gonna prefer a Canadian citizen unless all kinds of right. You know, moves are made and again, money is spent on, you know, the proper immigration papers to allow you to work in that country. Right.
3: Right. And, and they're just gonna hire local hire. They're not gonna take somebody that they have to fly to Canada or fly to New Mexico. They're gonna hire whoever's there that considers themselves a stunt person and hire them there. That way they don't have to pay for a flight and a hotel and, you know, it becomes, becomes, uh, a terrible thing because it's taken away a lot of jobs. Not just for stunt people, for drivers and, you know, L.A. is like the big movie industry and they're moving everything out of here and look what's happening. That's, you know, movies here in L.A. are what provides us with so many different jobs.
2: Yeah, no, and I mean, this always, with the television strike as well, I mean, I remember (sighs) that there were, you know, dry cleaning stores that had to close down for a while because if the TV... (sighs) You know, if the television workers weren't doing their dry cleaning in Burbank, you know, that was what supported their business. Yeah. You know, because I mean, they built their businesses around, you know, the studios.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, you know, people don't realize that there's this, you know, horrible ripple effect that just affects so many people in the Los Angeles greater area. You know, I talk to a lot of New Yorkers day in and day out, and New Yorkers are very egocentric. You know, they they think that Manhattan is the world and the, Manhattan is the way that everything else is. And they'll say to me every day, my partner included, well, no, honey, it's really horrible here because, you know, we're where Wall Street is in the banking industry. And, you know, I wanted to say, wake up and smell the coffee, girlfriend, because, you know what? <laughs> we have yeah. a city. If San Francisco was built on rock and roll, Los Angeles was built on show business. <laughs> Yes, it was, and And, um, And you know, you look around here, and there's so many people out of work, and we have to be so supportive of each other. And you know, it's it's just it's like a horror show. That's the show business. It's a horror show, and everybody just has to be really supportive. And like anything else, I know that there are efforts to you know bring production back to the Los Angeles area. I think television wise, there's a lot of encouraging. You know new seasonal shows that are being filmed mm-hmm. here, thank god. thank god um you know it, it, the more we get back here, the better yeah. and the better it is for people who are in, in ancillary roles like you and because the more production the more you're freewheeling feeling so. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's, let's go back uh, off the of depressing topics like horrible economy, but um, it, at v 8 com, you know, there actually are a couple of your, of your colleagues that do stunt doubling for people like people with kid men, Am I right? Why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the girls and who they've doubled for and who you've doubled for, even though I know that you do more action work.
3: Yeah, well, a lot of the girls in the group have doubled, you know, girls like... Um... You can call it Get Me on the Spot early in the morning. I'm trying to remember
2: the names. It's uh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, you you know, you could, you could say this one did Nicole Kidman, that one did. It's okay because people can go to the website and find out at v10stuns.com, right? So. Yeah,
3: like Darlene Williams on it doubled uh, Pam Anderson for years on her TV series. And then we have Bonnie Yagasau on there who doubled Drew, um, not Drew Barrymore, uh, She's married to. Anyways, she's doubled quite a few girls on there too. I mean, upcoming and top stars. Now, like I double, I've doubled, you know, women like well, Amy Poehler on her new show Parks and Recreation.
2: Well, that's kind of cool. I could yeah. see you as Amy Poehler, you know, and you could put that stupid face on, you know. <laughs> so that's her face. She makes that stupid face.
3: She was spectacular to work with. She was so much fun. But yeah, I got to double her. I don't necessarily double like some other girls because I don't really have the physical body. Right. Like. Like a lot of the women do, really tiny bone and very tiny chest. That's not me. I'm, you know, me. I'm more muscular and quite busty. So
2: uh, yeah, you're the Betty a... Boop of stunts. <laughs> <laughs> the Betty hey, Boop they... of stunts with blonde curly hair. There you
3: go. Yeah, but I usually get I usually get called for the ground pounding. What we call, you know, hitting the ground pretty hard or taking some car hits. I get I get a lot of that because I don't get up and cry. I know they want women that. You know, aren't going
2: to break. And, and yeah. Well, you're you're your. pretty tough. You're you're definitely pretty tough. Tell me some of the more challenging things. Tell, give us some of the more challenging stunts that you have to do in these kinds of what do you call them? Ground thumping scenes. What did you call it? Oh,
3: ground pounding. Ground
2: pounding. malware <laughs> power ground pounder. So okay. <laughs> I had I'm to th- say that. Maurer power power ground pounding scenes. Okay. And what yeah. are some of them? <laughs> <laughs> Give um, us a ground-pounding scene.
3: Uh, you know, uh, I think, one, like you were asking me, the weirdest or the fun, I think one of the hardest one was for Crossing Jordan, which is on my demo reel that you would see on V10 stunts. But when I'm coming out of the glass and I'm naked, and that's kind of hard. Sometimes you have to do scenes that you're not fully clothed. And most of the time women get those, and men never do. But, you can't wear pads, and... Yeah, I came out of a blown shower uh and uh was naked, and you know, he came remember out that, naked listeners.
2: In front of that okay, <laughs> Mauer naked in Crossing Jordan. Okay, <laughs> look for that on V10Stunts.com now. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Yeah, so
3: it's, I get stuff like that. But that was probably one of the hardest one, but the weirdest one. I think it was the same scene, and they have me laying on the ground naked after I was dead and it was uh, Henry Winkler I was working with on that episode and I was laying there naked in front of Henry Winkler the Fonzie.
2: Yeah, the Fonzie. you were naked, I mean that must have been titillating
3: (laughs) (laughs) and he was so professional and so nice you know what I mean, but it's
2: stuff like that well you have to, you know, actors have to have nakedness as part of their world you know, they have to be professional about it, right?
3: Right and he was and he's so sweet
2: oh no, that's that you know well that that's good that he was sweet and respectful um but he's done fire
3: yeah well you know i i haven't done i mean i've i've never been on fire that's not i don't do that i mean there's a lot of girls that will burn themselves right as they say but i've i've been close to a lot of fire and uh explosions and pyro and all that good stuff yes but i've never actually been on fire
2: Well, you know, maybe you could do that next. They cover you up with the fire retardant. Oh yeah, they have fire retardant stuff. You know, we all went to the back lot at Universal, so we know how. You know (laughs) how the special effects work. Yeah, we we've gone through that a couple of times. You know, with the travel nerds, and you know, you have to go. That you know that. That whole thing has been at Universal forever. And it's called the back, what is it called? Backdraft, you're right. Backdraft, right, Backdraft with Kurt Russell. Well, listen, we're going to have to take another commercial break. Um, Stay more with at Mauer Power on Twitter. And um, hear more about show business and the stunt business in a couple of minutes. Stand by.
7: are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lassiter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready to get freed up?
5: The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com
4: oh, my Get free
1: advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call 866-472-5788. Let's get back to stars of PR. Here's the host and CEO of BR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz.
2: I'm really happy to have Corn Mauer as our PR star. Do you like being a PR star, Corn? It sounds so good. Yes, I. Well, love you that. are. You. I mean, you're a star of PR now. It goes down in perpetuity. You know that this MP3 podcast will be available for you with all of your friends and future employers, and you know in perpetuity as long as soon as it gets posted after we're finished being on the air. So you know, this is a gift. That you can enjoy for a long time.
3: Thank you, Cindy. You're the best.
2: Yeah, I thought you would (laughs) like it a lot. So let's talk about, okay, show business people you've met. Of course, we don't want to embarrass people, and we don't want to do anything that might, you you know, might give you a flaw in your reputation. So you have to be diplomatic, and you don't have to name names, but some names would be fun. Fun stories with celebrities that you've met.
3: Uh, well, just like I said with, uh, Henry Winkler, he That's was amazing. Fun. That
2: was was definitely fun. Yes, yeah. Anymore. Fun.
3: Um, I think, uh, another one which was actually, you know, I'm not really star crazy, but when I worked on, a uh, episode of CSI, I got to beat up, uh, Marg Hellenberger. Hel, right. Hel, Helgenberger. I can never say her last name.
2: Yeah. She was, Helgenber- Helgenberger. Helgenberger.
3: <laughs> yeah, she was a trooper. I mean, you know, sometimes you work with actresses. Uh, that don't want to be really touched or physically moved around, because this was a big fight scene that I had with her on CSI, uh, and she was a trooper. She was, like, taking it. I was pushing her around and, you know, giving her a few little, you know, head butts and stuff, not literally, but uh, she was a trooper, and I was impressed. She's petite and beautiful, and she took
2: a beating from me She got knocked around a little bit There was a scene And you know what? Forgive me I forget the name of the movie You might know it the, There was that movie That was released last year With um, Beyonce and Ali Larder Is that right? From Heroes
3: okay. uh, um, oh, I missed what you said Say that
2: again There was a movie That was released last year With Beyonce And Ali Larder from Heroes Okay. Um, do you know what movie I'm talking about? I don't. Okay, well, you know what? It was a, it was a thriller movie, where Beyonce oh, plays... Oh, yes, wife. yes, I know what you're
3: talking about. Okay.
2: Oh, okay, I just can't remember the name of it. You know, it's a... Yeah, they
3: were... She was trying to steal her husband away, that that one.
2: Exactly right. She was trying to steal the husband away, and she was, like, really psycho. I mean, she, yeah. it's, she played a really psycho role, and I have to say that she was really quite good at it. It was a good... Acting role for her because she was believable and scary. It was sort of like Glenn Close in, you know, that other scary movie. I mean, you know, there's scary movies where women can be really, really scary, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, and they and a lot of times they, you know, they want you to do the physical um, movement with them so they can get into the part. And sometimes they don't. So you gotta, you gotta kind of overshot, you know?
2: Yeah, no, and that must stuff. be hard. Well, the reason why I bring up that movie is because um, in when you get the DVD if you watch it and I might I, I would recommend it because it's a very entertaining movie and I think that you would enjoy the stunt just looking at, at it from a professional they you know like they have it all in DVDs you know they have the outtakes of the movie and there was a right. huge section that just concentrated on the stunt work during the huge gigantic fight that took place at the end of the movie and this is like you know killer horror of the Rose kind of violent Fight! the yeah. two women are really trying to kill each other. No joke. Okay, yeah. you know, throwing people off the stairs. I mean, throwing people through roofs. I mean, really raw. You know, primitive. I want to kill you, bitch. Kind of scene. Right. Well, okay. Just like kill Bill. Remember
3: that the scene in Kill Bill, the second one, where the two girls are fighting.
2: Yeah, exactly like that kind of a thing. But what they did at the end of the, you know, at, at the outtakes of this movie is they, they demonstrated how cooperative Beyoncé and Allie Larder were. And, you know, they really did allow for the stunt girls to shadow them, you know, so that yeah. they could really interchange between stunt girl and character. And it was just fascinating, and they were both troopers, and Beyoncé really got into it because, you know, she could dance. She's got the moves. Yes. It's from choreography, and she even said during the interview, you know, this is just like being, you know, the choreography that we do when we're doing a show. It's choreography.
3: And they like doing it because it's fun. They get into it. I like hearing that. I've got to go see that.
2: Well, rent it, you know, because it's rentable, and I think that you would enjoy it, and it gives stunt women, it, it, it really gives shines a great, admirable light on what stunt women have to do. And the characters looked a little bit, You know, the stunt girls looked a little bit like the characters. Not exactly, but, you know, you had a blonde and you had an African-American woman. I mean, you know, they weren't exact duplicates, but, boy, you really couldn't tell. By the way that they cut the scene, you really, really couldn't tell that there was anybody doing any stunt double work. I don't think that you really ever can. No. I mean, if you do, I think that makes a really cheap movie,
4: huh?
3: Yeah, and I think the only people that would really know that they were stunt doubles would be, people that are in the business i mean i look for it all the time in in film and tv it's terrible that's the only thing i ever look for to see if i can tell if it's a stunt double or not
2: well yeah well it's your profession so of course you know so as a as a stunt worker you as part of who you are and i would have to i would imagine this is for all stunt workers you all have to keep in pretty good shape i mean you can't do stunts if you're not in tip-top shape right i mean you know that would be kind of challenging
3: I think so. I mean, for me, I have to be in physical shape. It makes me feel good, and it makes it makes you look better. And then when you go on set for the actress, if you have a really healthy-looking body, I think that's a benefit for you. But, yeah, if you're going to hit the ground or go through glass or do something extremely physical, you want your body to protect you, you know?
4: And well, I think it's well, important yeah. to be
3: healthy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's really, part of what you trying. do, you
2: can't get banged around and not be able to bounce.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, you know, you'd get, you'd get pretty hurt if you weren't in tip-top shape. And, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into that. I mean, you know, not only for stunt people. I mean, when you, now that I'm, like, body conscious, I look at movies, and I could tell, like, which girls or in a role or men had, have a private trainer on the set. You could tell. I mean, if you're not working out, you probably don't look for it. But when you see Sarah Jessica Parker in Sex in the City and you see her arms, you're like, oh god, trainer full time on the set. Right.
3: <laughs> or good yoga. You know what I mean? I mean, a lot of them are doing the yoga to stay skinny, but they're also keeping the muscle mass, and and it's and it's not building their arms. You know, that's the only thing I I have a disadvantage because, as you all know, I I work out every day, but I try to avoid the weights because it makes me look bigger.
4: Well, you know, you know
2: I, I, and it can. It really can. But you have Sarah Jessica Parker, who's a string bean, and then yes. you see that she has bulky arms. You definitely know she's doing more than yoga. She's yes. lifting. You know, she's lifting, and she has a nice little boy toy on the set, or a girl toy, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's working with the cast because it's part of the budget and part of the look that was required.
3: Shoot, if I was Sarah Jessica Parker, I definitely would have somebody there on the side all the time training me. No, so well, nice.
2: you know, it's, um, and, you know, you could tell, you know, what actors have to go, go through severe training. Look at Hilary Flank when she was in the boxing movie.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, did she look awesome? Amazing. I mean, what the hell? What yeah, the hell?
3: <laughs> I, I love seeing actors and actresses look healthy. I think it's the most amazing look ever
2: and Ever. hard work, really really hard work. I mean, well, you, know, you know, as
3: I do, it's you appreciate it because you know how right how hard it it is to work out and it's, find the time to work out with their busy schedule.
2: Right. I mean, well, again, if you're signing a contract for, you know, an 8-month production, you know, they it, it, it's it's a little easier for them to work out because they have it right on tap. Okay, you know, before lunch I want to work with I want to work with Steven. Right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, we, when we were working on, is he even uh,
2: available? <laughs> yeah, like Tom Cruise,
3: uh, he he has his own yoga teacher on 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 set, and he has this huge trailer of weights and who the does whole gym.
2: Who, who does? I'm sorry, I didn't hear who we were talking about.
3: When we were working with Tom Cruise, he would have his own personal yoga teacher stretching him on set, and then he would have his his trailer full of weights and workout equipment. So during his break, he would go do
2: that. Well, right, and that was a requirement. And, you know, it's interesting. Many, And you know that I worked at Playboy for 16 years, and, you know, there's a gym at the mansion that, you know, everybody who is, you know, affiliated with Playboy in a play kind of way is encouraged to use
4: because
2: <laughs> oh, it's free yeah. and it's there and it's a full gym.
3: Well, it's good to know those girls at least work out, because if it's just natural, it would kill me.
2: <laughs> well, they work out, but I have to tell you, it, it ain't, more than working out, it's a little bit of working with cosmetic surgeons, so.
3: <laughs> there you go. The inside you know, which is, of the Playboy Mansion with Cindy.
2: Yeah, well, there you go, but you know, we have to talk about how that's like one of the most unhealthy ways to keep your body in shape, and you know, I've learned by watching some cosmetic surgery gone wrong. You know, if you think that you could just be cut and pasted without maintenance and keeping your body in the right shape, you are mistaken. Because once you have liposuction, you know, it does not stay unless you're going to work it.
3: Well, you know, it amazes me that people want the easy way out. It's, of course it's hard to work out. If it was, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But the results are way better.
2: No, and again, you could tell when people look sickly, even if they have perfectly sculpted boobs and a flat belly, you could tell if they're yeah. not working out or are dieting, right? You can't eat, like, bags of potato chips after you had liposuction, Because with libosuction, what happens is it will, you know, maybe your stomach will still be flat, but it's just going to go to your butt.
3: Yeah, it just moves somewhere else, right?
2: Yeah, the fat moves. You know, the fat cells say, hey, i got to find myself another room for a party. <laughs> <laughs> So all maybe right. you have a, like a really fat, you know flat flat stomach, but all of a sudden you know your butt is the size of the piano. It's not really good. Well, listen, we're coming to the end of this segment. I told you, corn, that this goes really fast. Was I, I know. right? I didn't lie to you. I know. I don't like it. I want to
3: sit and talk with you more.
2: You want to do? We want to make a special two-hour show, right? Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> um, yeah, we're coming to the end of this segment. I'm. Sorry to say, because it goes so fast, but we have one more segment left, and you could think about over the commercial break. You know, anybody, anything you want to talk about, and anything you want to bring to your listeners and fans' attention. Okay. Okay. And um, we'll have a great last couple of minutes of the show. So stand by. We'll take a commercial break, and more with Corn Mauer just in a few minutes.
7: Voice America Sports Network. Are you destined to be an everyday change agent in your organization, your relationships, your community? Learn how to become one when you tune in to The Change Agent on the Voice America Variety Channel. Justin A. Flunder, the chief change agent leader of the Flundonian Group, will help you examine every aspect of your personal and professional life. By observing your own thoughts, words, and actions, you will become the everyday leader that you are meant to be. The Change Agent airs live Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety.
5: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com
4: Oh, my God.
1: Cindy Rakowicz has won more awards... Then she can hang on her wall, including three Cleos. Call in now at one 472 5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not. But she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R.
2: We're back with Pat Maurer, Power, Corinne Mauer, who is stuntwoman extraordinaire, sharing all of her fabulous stories, stories. Um, www.v10stunts.com to look at Corn's reel. Um, Corn, is there anything that I hadn't asked you so far in the first three segments of the show that you would like to address so I don't leave you hanging when we end?
3: No, I mean, you asked it all. i just lucky. I mean, I have to brag. I, I got the best job in the world. I get to do what I love. You, you know? get to do
2: what you love and you really, and, you know, and that's really true and, um, do you have a favorite scene? I mean, we heard about your naked scenes. I mean, yeah. they may have been your favorite scenes, too, but, you know, anything else that you want to share that may have been particularly challenging? You know, you know what?
3: I think every job that I've had is challenging. I mean, that sounds corny, but I, like I said, I, I'm just lucky what I do, and I get to meet wonderful people. Besides the actors or actresses, I get to do some just amazing things.
2: Yeah, no, you really do. And what do you think? You've been to, you know, the party circuit in Hollywood because I'm sure you've been involved with, you know, certain, you know, Hollywood events, if they were an opening party or a cast rap party or whatever the scope of the party may be. Do you like those?
3: Uh, you know what? I, I'm not... We go to the rat parties is what we go to. A lot of times after the movie's done or a TV show's done, they have these rap parties and you go to them. You know what? I'm terrible. I should go to those more, but I don't. I, I'm a hermit. I'd rather stay home with my dogs. Yeah, and but hang no out. Corn. And you have a have glass to, of wine you, at home. It's terrible.
2: Yeah, but, but you, you know what? You should start going to them if you can because they're really great networking, you, you know. Go with me
3: because I need uh, somebody that goes with me that's fun. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think that you make people be fun all around you, no matter who they are, and even if you don't know them. So I mean, I you know, I just think that it's a great place, you know, you and I had talked about networking and in a time where, you know, things are challenging and I know that you're really loving Twitter and the fact that I was I'm your Twitter coach and oh,
3: you're the best you know, Twitter
2: really coach really ever. enjoying reaching out to people and talking that way. But Twitter is really one big networking party. But you're not, you know, you're you're not at a place with people, and um, you know, I think that you should do some tweet ups. I never taught you that term, but a tweet up is mm-hmm. when you do a meet up via Twitter where you're talking to people with common interests, and maybe you should all tweet up and meet somewhere and have a cocktail. You know, That's a great idea. Yeah, the stunt tweet up. <laughs> okay,
3: another. <laughs> no, you I mean, have you to... know,
2: just things mm-hmm. to. You, people together all around you and boy we know you know a lot of people Twitter is a great way to make like instant invite for a casual tweet up even if it's a coffee tweet up Um, you know just to keep you know disparaging parts in the industry together under you know Corn Mauer's banner Um, and that way if you're gathering the party you could leave whenever you want to and it's over because you're the one in charge
3: I'm all over that
2: yeah, you That's like awesome. that, huh? Like yeah, I like uh, that one
3: the best. I can, I mean, I can go you know, early and but, leave early.
2: Well, you know, it's like coffee with the with people in the Conejo Valley area. You know, let's just get together and catch up. I mean, you know, you could do that via Twitter if you get everybody to be on Twitter and get their Twitter addresses. It's kind of scary. Yeah. I
3: like it. <laughs> it's good networking. You're right.
2: But um, you know, but you know, of course, there's you know there there's promoting your own website and getting people to see you naked. <laughs>
3: Well, right there, they're going to be hitting my website. With, with Henry Winkler, right? It was it.
2: Henry Winkler? What's that? It was Henry Winkler, who you were naked. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah okay. Ah. I mean,
2: you know, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, make things sexy so that people can see who you are.
3: Thanks, Cindy. You no, know, you like that. I love it.
2: Um, were you doing, did you do gymnastics as a kid? I did. A,
3: I did do gymnastics, but really I did a lot of martial arts, you know, and just played a lot of sports. I was a tomboy my whole life.
2: Right, but, and, you know, so you just always kept in, like, what kind of sports did you yeah, like?
3: Softball, soccer. I like I like softball, soccer, a lot of running. You know, get that adrenaline out of me so I don't go and beat somebody up.
2: Yeah, yeah, you've got a lot of that, you know, adrenaline. Uh, it's, a great, good, it's a great adrenaline. Doesn't it, you know, relieve, it's such a stress alleviator when you're working out.
3: Oh, I, I, and it also makes you focus. I mean, I'm sure everybody is, but I have extreme ADD, so once I work out, I can really focus.
2: You know? Yeah, no, uh, I've got the ADD thing going, too. (laughs) And there's nothing that makes you focus more than, uh, you know, an hour kickboxing class with Jonathan DePaz. Yeah, he's amazing. I know he was
3: on your show, too. He's
2: amazing. Yeah, Yeah. he was on the show, too. He talked about how he was Aladdin with his knee on ice. He talked about how he's a concert pianist. He talked about, you know, his um, Olympic figure skating days. And when you look at somebody like Jonathan's, History, you understand how he became who he is today.
3: I love getting history because you just—I just see him at class as a nice guy, and then all of a sudden you hear all this other stuff. You're like, really?
2: Yeah, no. I mean, he's—he's he's a show—he's a show business dude too. He's a—he's a show business child. So you know, it's um, when you're a child show business person, you know, you have different dynamics that you bring to your grown-up human being, and um, you could tell. That he really likes to make his class into obedient, perfect military children.
3: He's <laughs> uh, my addiction. I love that class. It's so great. No,
2: it's it's a total addiction. It's like crack. And, yes, uh, it is. Yes. And I like it a lot, and I'm sad when I miss it. But you know, can't can't be all places at all times, right? No. Um, I, I, you,
3: so you're just you know, a busy woman.
2: yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. So, www.v10stunts.com, at Mauer Power on Twitter. Um, what's your, do you, martial arts, I mean, all of that kind of stuff, tumbling. Yeah, I did judo and
3: jiu-jitsu for many, many years and actually owned a martial arts studio for a while.
2: You owned a martial arts studio for a while?
3: Well, yeah, I owned it, uh, well, I was engaged at one point, and then uh, with a guy that we owned a martial arts studio and then got out of that quite quick but um, yeah, and and I—that's how I really got into, you know, learning my my uh, little karate chops.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, is there, are there movies? Have you? I don't remember from your reel. Have you been in any of those martial arts movies?
3: No, you know what's funny is that was my background as as a fighter, but I never get hired to do fights. I mean, I do a lot of fights, but that's not like what people hire me for. They just hire me to do a car hit or hit the ground hard, or what we call ground pounding. Yeah,
2: ground pounding. (laughs) You know, Mauer Power ground pounding. (laughs) I I never (laughs) how to work with the, Mauer Power ground pounding.
3: Mauer Power the ground pounder.
2: There you go. There you go. Well, I think that for the next big martial arts movies that might be coming up, they ought to, like, listen to the show and consider the fact that you have a martial arts background. And Uh, it would
3: be the best to work with one of the top martial artists.
2: Yeah, one of the top, yeah, exactly, um, that you're really in shape. And, listen, there's martial arts movies, and uh, I'm sure that there's room for, you know, a sexy blonde. Irish girl? Yeah. A sexy blonde
3: Irish girl? Yeah, that would be the. That would be awesome if they could find somebody like that.
2: You know, so I think that we should build the movie now. We have one minute left. It's coming to the end of our show. I hope that you had a terrific time. You're probably saying, well, damn, where did all the time go?
4: I know,
3: Cindy. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're the best, and I appreciate you advertising my website and getting me out there and networking me. I appreciate it very much. Thank well, you.
2: When we get the when we get the show, what you should do is add the link to your Twitter posting. Okay. Okay, okay so that everybody can hear at Mauer Power and how she entertains somebody for an hour on a radio broadcast.
3: <laughs> Thanks, and you're the best.
2: And you're the best too. Really enjoyed having you. Have a great week. Have a great trip. Know you're going out of town, and I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing you next week. You're my buddy, okay, Mauer Power? You Thanks, a porn and Mauer, pornmauer, www.v10stunts.com, and thank you for all of that entertainment. Enjoy. Have a good, safe weekend, everybody.
3: As you do.
4: Summer means barbecue,
2: and no barbecue is complete without brownie treats.
4: Delight guests at your next barbecue when you show up with brownies like they've never seen. Betty Crocker has brownie recipes with a twist, like brownie pops on a stick, marshmallow